Hi, I'm Tom Spurs, and like the beasts, I have risen. Hi, I'm Aaron Murray, and like the man, I have boogied. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Um, unlike Boogeyman. Mm. Ooh. Oh, hey-o. Hey-o. This. That film. this. Absolutely destroyed the yeah. film. Yeah. Fucking owned. So I, I was looking into the Boogeyman short story mm-hmm. that the Boogeyman film is based on. By Stephen King. By Stephen King. The man himself. If Okay, if you had to guess, how much of the film do you reckon is in the short story? Um, I'm going to say... Well, how much of the short story do you reckon? You know, you, know, you get what I mean. Like, how much of the film do you reckon the short story covers? Oh, um, all of it. No. Half? The short story is the, you know the scene where fucking David Dalmatian comes in and fucking sits down and they have like the therapy scene. Oh! That is the short story. Oh. The short story is about how his family dies, basically. That's like 10%. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. The rest. The rest is a boring (laughs) elevated horror movie. That's the you can tell. Because I was... It's mad to me, though, that the fucking ghost mum flame was... That wasn't Stephen King. But... But that's, like, yeah. Yeah, because that's a very Stephen King Yeah, dad. yeah. But, like, the rest of it, all the fucking... army oh, mum died. Oh, wait, there's a monster. And mm. that is nothing fucking to do. Yeah. So the movie's weird, because it's basically just about, like, a family who... Yeah. Um, yeah. The mum's dead. The mum's dead. Died in some sort of accident. Car-related. Um, car-related. Um, Probably a car accident. And then what happens is... Um, there's a ghost. Well, not a ghost. No, he's not some, a ghost. Some he's, sort of he's creature. He's the boogeyman. Yeah, some, the boogeyman. Who everyone, every boogie child... Oogie-boogie-woogie-man. Um, um, he, he's immortal, but he's not. Well, yeah, so... But he also is. So, so his whole thing is... This is like he like scares you he scares you <laughs> he's really scary okay <laughs> he's really okay. he's a really spooky little creature <laughs> that is potentially the most convenient mm. villain like premise I've ever heard of in my life totally he, look he gets these little kids who are defenseless into positions where mm-hmm. he could kill them mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He scares you. He just wants to spook you real bad. Look, it's what it is. Except the little baby at the beginning. Fuck that baby. <laughs> no, because, because. <laughs> no, he will kill you. Yeah. He just likes to, like, make sure you're scared enough yeah. so you taste better. Which he is... He thrives off fear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, that little girl wasn't fucking scared enough when she saw a fucking boogeyman under her bed? No, that's not enough. That's... He could get... Okay, that little girl, right... Is fucking one indestructible because she has thrown against a TV and she's just kind of chill, and two, she must fucking taste disgusting because that boogeyman is every possible opportunity to fucking gobble her up, and he just sits there. Hmm, that's true. He's such a lazy bastard. Yeah, it's it's so it's a weird movie because it wants to be scary. Yeah, and it and you know what? It does an all right yeah, job. Like it's, the, it starts being scary. Hmm. But then, then as, a, as an audience it member... It never goes anywhere well, near exactly, that again. Because as an audience member, you yeah. sit there and, and you slowly realise, especially when they say the word scare you to death, yeah. oh, there's no stakes. Yeah. You're just really scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There are literally no stakes. Yeah, so like the film... E- every scene ends yeah. fucking underwhelmingly. The film literally begins with a baby being killed. Yeah, by the Oogie Boogie Man. By the Oogie Boogie Man. <laughs> but, like, but then the Boogie Man... Yeah. Never does anything even remotely close to that. No. 
He just hides under a bed. He, and, open, he opens yeah. up some cupboards. And if, but it's frustrating, Ooh. yeah. He puts a... How the fuck did he do this, by the way? He puts a tooth in his cigar. Wait. He puts it in the cigar? Well, because she smoked the cigar and then she, she and threw up the tooth. But how did she do that? I think the tooth was, like, in her something. Yeah, so how did he do that? I don't really know because she you just clearly scared to death. No, because she, no, because she, because she didn't, scared it into her. <laughs> she didn't inhale the tooth. No, but then why was the tooth in her? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Because I mean, Did the fucking boogeyman sticking her. Because she inhales the smoke in that scene. Yeah, because the scene is, is is she goes to people. I've got real drugs, and it's like and she pulls out the fucking. <laughs> Like, she pulls out a spliff. <laughs> she, she pulls out a joint, yeah. which, when you say real drugs, years old. when you say real drugs, I'm expecting she's gonna make a fucking crack. Yeah. Like she's gonna like they're gonna, fucking, they're gonna, they're gonna go crazy in that room. Yeah. But, no, she makes that out. She smokes it and it shots free canal. It shots like cotton, like coffin, yeah. and like she's about to throw up. And then a tooth comes out of it. Oh, yeah, a little. She didn't. Tooth. She didn't inhale the. I feel like you would know. I, I I don't know about her. I would notice if someone stuck a tooth in my mouth. And how that and might how just would, be me. How would the tooth be able to hide within the yeah. the thing? Also, because to me, I don't know about you, but if I'm okay, look, if I'm about to smoke some weed, if I look down at the joint and I see there's a big tooth in it, like <laughs> also, I'm gonna be a bit like I'm not smoking that. that. The boogeyman's grand plan for scaring the little girl to death mm. was to. To shut the door on her. Shut the door, turn the lights off. To fucking shut, shut the door so that a tooth comes out. Mm-hmm. When she was already planning on pulling a tooth out. It was already gonna happen. He did it early. <laughs> Scare you to death. <laughs> this is a really weird movie. It's 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 got some good parts. It's got some interesting parts. It, and cool. The, the second half falls apart. The problem with the movie is Rob Savage is a decent director, yeah. but he's been given a script that's yeah, completely yeah. No, just devoid like, of any see, tension. I think there's a shot that sums up the, the little scene. I think I genuinely think the scene of that kind of first scene of the little girl where the boogeyman sneaks into her fucking mm-hmm. room and then hides under the bed. Mm-hmm. That scene to me sums up the movie. Yes, because it starts really cool. Yeah. Then she does. It has the really cool shot where she looks under the bed and it like flips. Mm-hmm. Then you get the cool scare where it's the boogeyman mm-hmm. being all oogie boogie, mm-hmm. and then nothing happens mm-hmm. because she just runs away and yeah. she's fine. That and that's that essentially sums up the movie. that's essentially how all of the scares go. Yeah, into yeah. Movie. You go ah, and then I run away. <laughs> and I'm fine because the boogeyman's fucking stupid. But it's like because it's a tough one because it's funny because because Rob Savage is a director who's done he's known for doing um, host and dash cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are two very low budget. Yeah. Um, Foul footage movies yeah. like literally cost like less than a million. Yeah, right. yeah. Take a guess what the budget for this film is. Twenty. Thirty-five million. Thirty-five. Thirty-five million. Did all right. of that go towards the CGI blobby man? Well, that's the thing. It's a thirty-five million dollar movie, and the big design of the creature instead yeah. of them putting the money towards practical effects. It's just this CGI blob yeah. that just... And I'm yeah, like, yeah. why would you get this director who's very capable of directing, like, you know, and doing, like, you know, really cool practical effects? Yeah. You give him a bigger budget, you and, and you then you have him do CGI that just looks completely, like, whatever. See, like, it's it's bizarre. Like, I don't... I just... I don't understand why... Because... Yeah. And it sounds weird to say, but to me, this feels like... It's, it, it's got a very similar vibe to when Marvel... 
will be yeah. like, hey, did you direct an indie movie? That's really dope. You should, like, come on board and, like, direct a movie money. for us. Yeah, like, hey, like, you directed a $5 million movie? Yeah. How about a $255 million movie? Yeah, yeah, and exactly. it's like, And it's like, that's what it feels like. But at the same time, it's a horror movie. Yeah. That's what's really strange yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. It's not a summer blockbuster. It's a horror movie. Yeah. And yet, it has the same kind of feel to it as a Marvel movie. Yeah. Where it's like, there's a there's some semblance of identity in there, but it's still... Yeah, it kind of just ends up being an A twenty four horror movie that's been yeah, like, but you know, you know, like you've taught an AI to write an A twenty four horror exactly. movie. It just it could it feels every single fucking mm. beat that you would expect from a film like it, this. It, it, that's it the thing. It up. feels like the kind of horror film that we get so many parodies of nowadays. Yeah. Because it's so generic. It's so yeah. A boogeyman, fucking hell. I mean, you mm. can't think of a more generic. Film. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a horror creature yeah. who ends up being like a metaphor of some kind to yeah, someone's trauma. Yeah. What is the metaphor? Grief. I didn't get the metaphor. Is there a metaphor, or, or is it just she has trauma and there's also a boogeyman? It's a metaphor. <laughs> In a vague term, <laughs> in a very vague like sense, it is a it's a metaphor for horror and grief and how when you lose someone, the guilt and all the different attacks you feelings. like a boogeyman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's like, but it does all that, does all that. Yeah, and then it just kind of, um, I don't know, it yeah. just fizzles up by the end. It's also a cliffhanger ending, I guess. Well, apparently the sequel ideas. Oh, is there are sequel? sequel ideas there... apparently? Boogie Ben. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's just two of the fuckers running. Yeah, like out. it's uh, apparently there's sequel ideas. I imagine that's not going to go anywhere. I, I, no, I don't want that to be. I don't. I really hope there isn't one. I don't. Because I just. I think what it is is I really like Rob Savage and I wish he wasn't doing these. Yeah, like I'd, I'd rather him do something also, else. Also, I feel like they've kind of exhausted the boogeyman concept. Because it's a fucking short story, they turn into mm-hmm. an hour forty film. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. When you read the story, or when you look at the story synopsis, it, it, it's not enough. No. It literally is just like oh, like um, the scene of the guy yeah. telling a therapist about like oh the boogeyman yeah, killed my yeah. daughter. It's like that's a that's a cool short film yeah, idea, yeah. but there's not enough there to justify a feature length film without it's essentially just becoming yeah. a generic horror no, movie also... where you've kind of combined. This story of grief yeah. with oh, but here's just this, this, this chunk no, exactly. of the Stephen King story. It's weird. It, 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 it's a really strange movie to like view because it's so weirdly put together. It's also, I mean, conceptually, conceptually, fucking um, obviously, it's a 1970s concept mm-hmm. applied to the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know if I don't know if anyone in this film's ever heard of a light switch, but like, okay, I don't generally, I, I don't care about horror films where protagonists act stupid because who cares it, the, mm-hmm. it's the filmmaking and the storytelling that's what's more important I don't really yeah because it's yeah. one of them it's like because people said have a quiet place where like yeah, yeah. why why would like they go somewhere where they can make sound or why why is this person pregnant and it's like yeah, yeah. if they win it would be yeah, a very exactly. boring movie yeah, exactly. so like <laughs> fair enough that applies in this film mm-hmm. but at the same time it's hard to give a shit mm-hmm. when the little girl who knows that the monster who's coming after her, after her only appears in darkness doesn't just turn the fucking lights on when she's playing the PS4. 
Yeah, there's, there's there's really weird scenes where like the house is just really dark for no reason, and it's like and it's like that fucking woman who's like all all of her family are dead because mm-hmm. of a monster. Mm-hmm. So her solution to that is to live in candlelight. Use use lights. Just turn the fucking light on. And it's like, but it it's frustrating because it's like it does all of these things, and then you're like. But it it is competently made. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a bad movie. No, it exactly. sounds like we're fucking destroying it. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's not a terrible movie. It's just a movie that's just so painfully it does, it doesn't generic. Need to exist. Yeah, it's just a boring like yeah, horror movie. I would not necessarily recommend it, but if, if you're looking for a horror film to watch, you can do a lot worse than the movie. Yeah, no, it's not. It, it is a fine way to spend an hour for you. I think for me though, it's just when. When studio horror is starting to get a hell of a lot more interesting, yeah, you know when you have you know stuff like Barbarian, Smile, yeah. Malignant, no, and absolutely. all these all these studio horror movies that are far more interesting and are doing things that are unique. Yeah, it's like I don't know if there's really a space for that no, stuff absolutely. right now. I just because to me I'm like this oh, this is not an, if yeah. Boogeyman came out in the seventies, mm-hmm. if it was made in the seventies, yes. It could be a classic. Mm. But in the 2020s, yeah, there's not a place for it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just this thing of like, it just ends up being a movie that just yeah. feels like it's released in the wrong yeah, time. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's a movie that just, you know. It, it should have been the start of like, you know what I mean? If, 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 the Boogeyman story, obviously, I'm assuming back in the fucking 1973. The word, you know, what I mean, the the name, the Boogeyman, wasn't just the most fucking generic name to give to anyone. The thing is, as well, is there's many horror movies called, yeah, you know, fucking called and about Boogeyman and about yeah. this exact same fucking villain, exactly. a guy who comes to you in the dark. Exactly. You know the I mean? only thing that makes this one distinct is it's the Stephen King. It's like a story. fucking cinematic universe yeah. star, to be honest. Mm. Um, you know, if you told me this was starring the fucking Stephen King, <laughs> CU, then fair play. Imagine. The SKCU, that sounds hype as fuck. That sounds cool as fuck. Technically, that does exist, though. Because yeah. all, all of the Stephen King books, I think a lot of them, they are connected. Fuck me. In some, can I think what it is? Fuck is, yes, count me in. It's Castle Rock, I think, is like, because they're all connected by, they're all set in Castle Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, they are, they are connected in some way. That's hype. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it's like... No, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, so who's reading all the Stephen King books, fucking writing down all the connections? Going, oh my god, oh my god. There are people, there are people. There's a connection to the Boogeyman short story, I'm gonna fucking flip. (laughs) Gonna lose my mind. (laughs) Speaking of... Flip. Speaking of... Give me a segue. Um... Speaking of... Um... Ah, shit. Speaking of shit! (gasps) Hey! 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 Um, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. We saw Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Yes! We did. The Beasts... It's the brand new Transformers movie. Um, yeah. It's a. It's not a reboot. Well, it's not a reboot. It wishes it was. It kind of is a reboot. It's a reboot that do, doesn't do want to be a reboot. Do you think the script writers knew it wasn't a reboot? I don't know. <laughs> so, so okay. So it's the sequel to Bumblebee. Kind yeah. of. There's one mention of the previous movie. Yeah. They like briefly say. And Amy it is, Steinfeld, and it is canon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like Steinfeld. You don't say the character, like, not the character. The B- Bumblebee turns off this prime. Amy Steinfeld. Amy <laughs> <laughs> just looks down at him and just signs a fucking contract. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a sequel to Bumblebee, yeah. which released in 2018. It's yeah. about five years. 
Um, and this, but it's also it. it's also canon as well. To the man, yeah, to the, ba- to, the Bayverse. Um, yeah, it's also canon to the Bayverse, which seems strange. Yeah, I don't think it wants to be. I don't think it wants to be, and I don't know why they don't just admit that it's yeah. a new canon. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone cares that deeply about Michael Bay. No, exactly. Not, okay, not sorry about Not to that. Not to the Michael Bay fucking Transformers film. You know what I mean? Someone's saying, again, it's someone saying you're watching this going, fucking, this connects to the last night. Yeah, like, no, like, I mean, like, I... Full disclosure, <laughs> I enjoy those movies. Yeah, I'm, yeah, Like, yeah. stupid. But, like, it's one of them when, like, if they just went, this is a whole new canon, totally yeah. new Transformers, yeah. totally new reboot, I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. Okay, so the question then is... Did you enjoy Rise of the Beasts? Absolutely not. I thought it was fucking abysmal. <laughs> I thought it was oh, yeah. fucking terrible. I can't believe AI have already started writing. Like this, yeah. This literally feels like an AI has yeah. sat down and has just generated this Star Wars script because no one in this film talks like human beings. Yeah. Every like from from the very outset of the film, it literally is just all constant fucking exposition. Yeah. To yeah, where yeah. it's like. It's like, ooh, like, do not worry, master. I will get the key because you see the key has been split into two. So what I will now do yeah, is yeah. I will now find the planet and find this half of the key and then yeah. I will try and find the other half for you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it constantly is having to just deliver. No one talks just like a human being. No, exactly. They are robotic, if you will. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. But it's frustrating because it's like, I can see that they're trying to give yeah. these people, like, you know, the humans, they somewhat try. Like, I think the first act of the film isn't terrible. See, I, think I hated the first act. Well, yeah. But, okay, the first act for me. They're trying, I think, in the first act. Yeah, the problem is, is the characters are dog shit. Oh, the characters are paper thin. Because that's the thing, is that for me, yeah. the first act, there's nothing to get interested in. No. By the, the time the Transformers show up, you're mm. like, fuck yes, gimme, gimme. You know what Lucy it is? Lucy Davidson fucking starts talking. Oh my god. The characters are weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies. They always have been. Oh, yeah, no, obviously. Right. But to be fair, Michael Bay, he had, like, John Turturro. Yeah, 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 He had, like, he knew, you know, John Turturro. He's fun. Yeah. He's great. Like, it's yeah. one of them. You get him in. I and, like, Kelsey think... Grammer fucking shows up. Like, like, like those films, yeah. the human elements are not the best part of those films. Absolutely not. But I think, at the very least, those films are just more engaging. See, I, I do think Anthony Ramos is charming in the role. Mm-hmm. The problem is... is his character. Is, everything he's saying and mm-hmm. just don't give two shits about yeah because he either is talking yeah, his yeah. Is as generic as they come he either talks an exposition yeah or he's talking about his brother who's sick yeah in a plot line that yeah kinda... but then that plot line pauses by the time the Transformers show up and that's the big problem with the film in general is the, the film kind of does that a lot yeah it pauses it stops it starts it can't figure out yeah, yeah, yeah. how to one might say they, they apply the brakes too much <laughs> fuck's sake um, it does you know it's like oh like you know this guy like there's he's too much he's... changing gears <laughs> oh my god Anthony Ramos is like he's like struggling and it's like oh like he's gonna do this job with this yeah. criminal and yeah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah yeah and it's like but then he meets Pete he meets Pete Davidson who's a robot <laughs> in the most fucking annoying ro- I I hate Pete Davidson yeah 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 I hate him so fucking much what, Mar- he is so 
fucking annoying in this yeah. movie. He's not funny. No, but this it's kind of fucking boring. I genuinely felt like there weren't any jokes in the film. They, just, they tried. No, no, but that's the thing. You know, it felt like there weren't any. Mm. They didn't write any jokes. Yeah. They just said, "Hey, Pete Davidson, can you say this dialogue funny?" Or an AI has yeah. tried to be funny. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't. There's like no. It's like there's that one joke. The fucking um. Who it was Optimus Prime? Yeah, it was Optimus Prime and um, Optimus Primal, which is the funniest name for anyone ever. Um, That's so so lazy. Too Optimus Prime, Optimus Primal, like some shit. Optimus Primal like kills the guy, and Optimus Prime says, "Oh, I wanted that one." And, and it's so fucking like, you know whiplash and douching. You know what I like about these movies? And I don't know what like, the, the other like, Transformers media trying to yeah. do this, but I love how fucking bloodthirsty Octopus Prime is <laughs> as like, a human being. Or well, like, not as a human being, as a robot. I love yeah. how we like Dark of the Moon, right? At the end, full spoilers to Dark of the Moon, <laughs> it's fine. The main villain is literally pleading for his life at the end of Dark of the Moon. He literally goes, Optimus, no, please. And Optimus Prime gets his gun and fucking shoots him in the head. And for some reason in this movie, there was robot blood. That's the Whenever someone was injured, there'd be like brown, like oil. So you see this villain get shot in the head and then there's a shot of their fucking head. In in this film, there's fucking, um, it's Scourge, Scourge. Where he just fucking rips them apart. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, calm down. Like fucking Spider-Man would be going like, I can't, you, you're too nice, I love you. And fucking Optimus Prime just rips, rips. them pieces. I remember in, in, in Age of Extinction, um, he literally like, trying, he, they like wake him up. After yeah, yeah. Him up, and like basically like, Optimus Prime runs through this field, literally screaming like, I will kill you all. <laughs> like he, he's like freaking out. And it's like, but I love how blood faces they make them in this. Yeah. And I'm like, Usually they're like, oh, like, you know, they'll kill people, but they yeah, don't yeah, take, yeah. like, pride in it. They're yeah. like, yes, See, I, like, I'll, I'll kill you slowly. Maybe this is just me not having too much of a connection with Transformers, mm. but I just can't imagine any world where mm. Transformers suddenly becomes a worldwide sensation. Like, you know what I mean? Where, yeah. like, a new crowd of people fall in love with Transformers. Yeah, it's... It, it's Because this yeah. feels like a film built on nostalgia mm. aimed towards the audience who aren't going to have nostalgia for it yeah which is because you know I mean who what I mean maybe I'm wrong and maybe mm. the kids fucking are going to be obsessed with this but I can't see a kid saying mum I want Optimus Primal as an action figure well full spoilers yeah the film ends well yeah with yeah. a major 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 thing where I'd say you made most go to an interview and it's with some sort of secret organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you reveal... We're G.I. Joe. It's G.I. Joe. So, when were the last time anyone spared a thought for G.I. Joe? The 80s? 2009. Nobody, G- spared, it. Nobody spared a thought for it then. G.I. <laughs> Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Nobody cool. thought it about that. It don't want to get a sequel with The Rock. <laughs> Nobody fucking thought about that. Okay, movie. well, G.I. <laughs> Joe is like, they've... They've tried for yeah. G.I. Joe to be a thing. At least yeah. to make movies out of. So it seems like now, Paramount's amazing strategy is, let's put it in Transformers. Yeah, okay, the only, the only time I've ever thought about G.I. Joe is there's a Community episode, which is a G.I. Joe parody. Okay. That's it. That's it. That is, that is it. So when... I, I know so when, the Cobra Commander is so when, so when you saw that, uh, that thing in, in Rise of the Beast, you were like, the crossing over with community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I was like, 
Oh yeah, GI Joe exists. GI Joe is yeah, like no one cares about yeah. GI Joe, and it's like and I think I think the problem is is like I, you could tell that, that was meant to be a hype moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, a, what? See, okay, this and is like, this no one cares. Problem, though, is, okay, people, there are people out there who care about GI Joe. Yeah. But they're all 40. They're all like men. They're yeah. like old men. They're yeah. all in the fucking yeah, retirement home. And I can't see them caring about Rise of the Beast. That's or the enjoying thing. Rise it's the not. Because it, Rise of the Beast yeah. is so little there. You know what I mean? It is fucking. It, it's made to be stuck on a TV in, you know, a year, two years. Mm. Stuck on a TV, played on f- in fucking fucking reruns. Yeah. Where yeah. people stick it on halfway through and go, oh, it's Transformers, I'll keep up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. That feels like what it's made for. Like somewhere like it'll show up on film for like 6pm. Yeah, on a yeah, yeah. And I can't imagine then some, um, you know, a four-year-old man seeing that ending going, oh my God, G.I. Joe, and then seeking out the fucking sequel. See, and that's, and that's kind of the problem with this is that you have this thing where G.I. Joe, because like, like G.I. Joe doesn't really have as much cultural relevance yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a joke. Yeah. G.I. Joe... So when you go, here's G.I. Joe. No, exactly. Like, you're not going to get hype the same way you would yeah. by bringing, I don't know, because it's like similar to the Tommy Maguire, Andrew Garfield, yeah. like, they're trying to create that same thing of hype where, you know, people go like, what? Or like Superman at the end of Black Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have that same effect. Yeah, no exactly. one cares. I saw G.I. Joe and I mean, it was like, I, I, I turned to you and so said, that's dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's I, stupid. I, I can, I can see it working for some people. But I think the problem is... But, may, not, but not and, enough. And <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm so wrong. But and I underestimate the fucking cultural impact of G.I. Joe. Because, uh, but I just can't see it having a big enough effect to make loads of people come and see the second one. No, yeah. Especially because, like... See, the thing is, is to me, I'm like, so is the plan for G.I. Joe, is, is that to spawn another franchise? To me, or is it to yeah, cross yeah, to over with like Transformers? Crossover. Because there's no way they're going to make a G.I. Joe movie franchise. But a G.I. Joe... Maybe. But I was thinking, like, a G.I. Joe Same X like Transformers. G.I. <laughs> Joe X Transformers. Yeah. That sounds stupid. Like, I that guess just what sounds... they call it, Transformers Rise of the Cobra. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just stupid, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not... Like, like especially... Because, yeah, I'm assuming the idea is it's a Hasbro cinematic universe. Yeah. Which is kind of cool on paper. I guess, but... But again, me, it, it feels a bit late... I can literally make a seven-year-old do that by having them smash action figures together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it, it, this I think part of the problem is it all feels a bit late because GI Joe is there. there there's, there's not a modern day GI Joe cartoon airing, no. is there? There is a there was a GI Joe game I released a couple of years ago, but no one played it. No, but that's the thing is, you know, yeah, no for, for this to have any effect in to, to I think the way they want it to. Surely there needs to be some kind of G.I. Joe modern day cartoon. What this what this feels like is it kinda of feels like remember back in like twenty fifteen? Yeah. When everyone was trying to do a cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah, like the dark universe. Yeah, yeah, dark universe, the Sony verse, yeah, the yeah. fucking um fucking tons of them. The, the King Arthur yeah. was meant to do that and like everyone was trying to do it. Everyone Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. Like that kind of period, like 2015, yeah, yeah, 2017, yeah. where Every single studio was trying to do a cinematic universe yeah. with whatever they had. Yeah. That's what this feels like. Where Hasbro went, we need a cinematic universe. Could I think? Could I think the plan was always to try and link yeah. them together at some point, but no one cares. Like no one was no, interested exactly. in, you know, GI Joe. It was always Transformers. You know, GI Joe was kind of it struggled. I mean, yeah. The Rock was in GI Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one watched it. I'm, yeah, no one that's the thing. I, 
I just can't imagine. A, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I just can't see kids. Surely this is what the target audience is for. Kids. Children. Yeah. Really. I mean, even knowing what GI Joe is, is GI Joe still a thing modern day? Does not, my twelve-year-old cousin not know enough, about GI yeah, Joe? Not enough to justify. Yeah. Make you know, but you know, it, it's one of them. Like, I just I don't see the only people I see being interested in that yeah. are forty-year-old men. Yeah. Who browse Reddit? No, exactly. And it's like I don't, but it's like I don't, but that's not that's a very small number of people. Yeah. Like I don't. To me, it's like. Office it's going to cost what two hundred million. Exactly. I don't like because GI Joe just hasn't had the same cultural yeah, relevance yeah, yeah. as Transformers. That because if you've heard Transformers, Transformers had the movies. Yeah, no, exactly. The movies which all made like fucking billions of dollars. Honestly, like if I was to buy my cousin a fucking Transformers toy. I can imagine giving more of a shit about that than if I was to buy him a G.I. Joe toy. Yeah, because G.I. Joe just isn't really... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, because they have tried doing shows and stuff, and obviously the movies and stuff, but no one was interested in those. Yeah. Everyone kind of got... So why would they be this time? Exactly. And I think, by the way, it should be noted, the fact that we are spending the majority of this time we're talking about Transformers Ride of the Beast talking about G.I. Joe. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just nothing to the movie. No, exactly. it's, it's, it's a really... Do- the action's weak. Yeah. It... it the Transformers in this just feel floaty. They don't yeah. feel like they're actually a part of the world. Yeah. You know, the, the, the beasts in Rise of the Beasts. Barely in it. Barely, you know, I mean, like, they just, they have nothing created. The one to thing do. I'll give it, the visual effects of that in Quantum Mania. Until the end. Until the end, where they fall apart. And then they have. Fucking Anthony Ramos in a CGI in a Transformer suit. In a CGI suit that looked fucking awful. Yeah. And the green screen lava. Yeah. That was my favourite. Yeah. It's it's so funny how you can literally you can you can like you can pinpoint the exact yeah. moments where the effects go from alright to just yeah. down the fucking drain. It literally is like there'll be one shot that's fine and then the very next one just yeah. goes wrong yeah, 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 and yeah. it never recovers. No, no, it is this is the second he puts on the suit. The CGI just won't. But even then I'd argue the moment like the big blue laser in the sky shoots up that's where it goes wrong yeah you can yeah. see the green screen starts yeah. going wrong and then we're all looking and you know there's like one shot of like uh, Dominique um, Dominique Fishback yeah where like she she's a sick man like yeah like she like says something to someone yeah. and she's, she's on a shitty green screen and it never recovers from that I mean there's also the odd shot beforehand where it's like any time the Transformers touch a human yeah and I mean, fucking Optimus Prime picks up Anthony Ramos, yeah. and it look it genuinely looks like Anthony Ramos is just there, just standing but still. Like, but like, I watched the two thousand and seven Transformers film last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll do that sometimes. They'll grab a human. Yeah. It looks it, it looks fucking incredible That's in mad. that movie. They look incredible in that. They the the effects in those movies, the Michael yeah. Bay ones, still hold up. It's mad. Still hold up. They Mental. still look incredible. Mental. Like, you know whether you know you know whether they're actually interacting with humans like. You know, like, the fucking scene in that when, like, one of the Transformers is, like, fucking in, like, Shia LaBeouf's face. Yeah, Like, yeah. the fucking cop one. Where it's, like, in his face, it's, like, right, that, and it's, like, and the car, like, you know, I think it's, like, it's, like, Shia LaBeouf's, like, on a car, and Transformers basically, like, grabbing the car, and, like, yeah, yeah. and, like, the way the car's, like, moving and stuff, and it's, like, you can feel the Transformers today. Yeah. It feels real. Yeah, or the yeah. scene when all of them kind of, like... When all the Autobots like meet for the first time and he starts interacting with Sam, mm. and the way like Octopus like kneels down and, like talks to him, like in that scene, Octopus Prime is fucking gigantic. Yeah. In that scene, yeah, he's yeah. huge. Yeah. In this, why does he feel like he's like five foot six? Like why? Why does <laughs> that, like that's a short king? <laughs> we love our short king. <laughs> like why? Why did he feel in this so small? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. Like. 
you know, in Bumblebee, Bumblebee feels small, but that's kind of the point. Yeah. Because it kind nice. of matches with the smaller scale of the movie, and I yeah. think that's kind of the point. Is to me, it's it's interesting because with that film, it's it's aiming to be more intimate. Yeah. Whereas, so you can sort of see like, there's a purpose as to why Bumblebee is like that. Yeah. Bumblebee's yeah, also yeah. kind of a kid in that movie too, but it's that like, it's that kind of Spielberg, you know, that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. ET kind of style. That's what it's going for, and it's like so. So I understand the hype thing with that. Yeah. I think that makes sense that it works for that movie whereas like for fucking this they've clearly not thought about it that way yeah, it's just yeah, really yeah. small because because it costs less yeah it costs less to make them but like in you know it's like there's like a fucking like again like in Transformers 1 they are fucking giant yeah, in yeah. that fucking movie they are huge like, like you know there's like tons of shots where like fucking like Shia was like looking up at them and they're just sort of there like in the fucking sky like they're huge that's, in that yeah, and it fun. and it's one of them but you can feel that yeah. They feel like they're a part of the world, whereas in this, they feel like they've filmed like a blank, empty field, and they've just to copy the paste that like Optimus Prime. Yeah, into, yeah. Like, it just feels it does just nothing. It to me like that. I just hate it. I just fucking hated it. I will reward the fact that they shot it in not just pitch black locations. Yeah. But like, we're gonna go see the Flash next week, which its final fight is in a big desert. And <laughs> at the very least, this has like things going on visually. It has like a New York segment, and there's like I like the um the the jungle forest type thing they're in. Yeah, that looks quite nice. Yeah. I mean, I think and the Transformers themselves look quite nice. I, I think this the film has some nice things visually, but fuck me, that script is bad. The script's probably one of the worst I've heard on a summer blockbuster in like a very long time. Yeah, no, it's I'd agree with really, that. Really, really bad. It's like shockingly awful yeah. like it's like to the point where I'm like how the fuck did it get away with like just especially with how people like again they were talking in person yeah, yeah everyone yeah. talks at the fucking robots it's mad it's well sh- suits the film Transformers yeah. robots in disguise is that the theme I don't Transformers robots in disguise fucking there's more there's more to it but I don't remember well speaking of screenplays mm-hmm. fuck me that's a good segue Incredible. Um, we we are, we are midway through the year. <laughs> Screenplay's not even the first one we're doing <laughs> this, is it? So <laughs> we are midway through the year. Yes. Which means it's only naturally the point of in the year to do um, our halfway. Th- I've said fucking midway through the year about fifteen <laughs> times. <laughs> we are midway through the year, so uh, it feels like the appropriate time to do our halfway through the year Oscars awards mm-hmm. thing, where we're going to basically go through. We've got. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven categories. And we're going to go through. We've each chosen three nominees out of the films we've watched so far this year. Yeah. And we're going to say, you know, we're going to pitch them. And we're going to decide on a winner for each category between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it is celebrating cinema so far. How, how do you generally think 2023 has been so far? I think it's been weak as shit. I think it's been... I wouldn't say weak. Yeah. I think it's been fine. See, okay, I think... I think it's going to get better. Blockbuster-wise, been very up and down. Yeah. We've had a couple really good ones. Yes. Some re- but I, see, I think the highs of the Blockbuster this year are a lot higher than normal. Mm. But then I think there's so many lows. Yeah. So many just dire lows. Gen- and, with in- and with indie films, we haven't really had any, like, particularly. Yeah. Even the odd one or two... It's, it's been very quiet, I think, is the main thing. Mm. Like, I mean, even looking at my fucking letterbox list, um, yeah. follows on letterboxed, 
on my letterbox list, there's not a lot. Like, I think, you know, the top 10, even then, not everything in the top 10 super excites me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a bit, yeah. So choosing some of these was quite difficult. Yeah, it's a a tough one because I think this year, like, I've had some really, really, like, there's been some amazing stuff this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, but at the same time, I think the year hasn't really properly kicked off for me. Yeah. In a sense, of like, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. I haven't had that yet. Because, like, cause like, 2022, by this point, we had the Northman, everything I've heard all yeah, at once, yeah. the Batman, Jackass Forever. We no, had, exactly. We had so many just well, with incredible, this, like, it was such an incredible I mean, stuff. I think we'll get, we'll get on to what, mm. the, you know, the, the, we'll obviously get on to the really good shit. Mm-hmm. But even then, some, I mean, one of the films I put in my fucking pen, I've done it for picture. You know, I, I'm, I'm enthusiastic about it, mm-hmm. but I'm not... You know what I mean? Last year, by this point, I would have probably put Batman, Northman, everything everywhere. Yeah. All three of those, fucking adore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, so it's it, slightly weaker style than I think what, I'm, what we're used to, but should we dive in? Let's go. Should we go with screenplay first? Yeah, go on. And work our way up that way. So my three nominees mm-hmm. are Blackberry, mm-hmm. Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, okay. and Rye Lane. For me, yeah, Rylane, yeah, um, yeah. So, because because Rylane was like that was that was like such a surprise, yeah, for me. It's like, such a breath of fresh air. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a really like interesting because I I am only into rom coms as a yeah. Because yeah, I just hate thought it was, any sense of love exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, Rylane I thought was really good. Uh, Houseboat for Pipeline. Okay. I thought it was quite. I thought the way that was structured was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Nor me. Nor similar me. similar reason <gasps> to Household for Pipeline. Yeah. Because I'm trying to look at it like because it's one of them. Like I don't want to have the same pick, so I'm trying to look at yeah, it in yeah. the sense of no Blackberry though. That'll be my fourth. I yeah, think. that's fair. I think what it's because Guardians had an incredibly difficult task. Yeah. Of juggling all these different things. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was managed to do it really well. Like, yeah. In a way that felt cohesive. Whereas some of the movies struggle. But it's like, no, like, to me, like all those films, I think, Devishes are a really good screenplay. Yeah. And a really solid screenplay that was like, you know, it's it's one that I think about a lot. Yeah. Like John Wick, I love, but the screenplay. No, the, the screenplay, I mean, it's not what you Exactly, know, so you yeah, exactly. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure something, because like Guardians is just, was just so impressive. Yeah. Because I was able to do a household for pipeline. I thought the back and forth style of it was really good and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah no, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've, so, to explain my choices a bit, obviously Blackberry. Blackberry, I think, is probably my favourite screenplay of the year so far. Really? Um, I just think it's hilarious. Which I think is such a... Like, I genuinely think that, that it's just the funniest film of the year so far. Um, I just think it's so tightly paced. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. It, 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 it flies by, um, and it flies by whilst being one of the most entertaining films. Yeah, And yeah. so much of that for me is in the writing. I just thought it was absolutely outstanding. Um, and then I've gone, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, which I think is gone under a lot of people's radar. Yes. Um, by the same um, person who made Edge of Seventeen. And I think it yeah, is... Yeah, I need to I need to watch both of those. Films. You do. They're great. Um, and then, uh, but then, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, it's just very well written. And yeah. It's just good dialogue. You know what I mean? It's a film that very much relies on its screenplay. Yes. Um, and it just, it's just a very No, yeah, nice, it looks... I'm, I'm, I'm definitely... Watch. I'm definitely need to catch up on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I need to watch both of that director's films. But uh, no, it, it, it looks good. It's... No, I, I liked it a lot. I would probably go... My my like, number one pick is Blackberry. But are you happy to agree on Rye Lane? Uh... 
Yeah, no, yeah. I yeah. really, really enjoyed Rye Lane yeah. a lot. I really, really liked that. So we will go Rye Lane. Yes. It's our screenplay of the year yes. so far. Fuck yeah. Right, supporting actress. Give me your picks. Supporting actress. Oh, fucking tough one. Yeah. It's a really tough one. Uh, Lily no, Sullivan. Evil Dead Rise. Yes. Um, Wait, thought... which one? Lily Sullivan. Yeah. Who was the demon? She was the demon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I would say her. Um, Sasha Lane from How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Yeah. I thought was quite good too. Um, and you know what? This might yeah. be an interesting one. Karen Gillan from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Okay. I thought she was really. I mean, I'd say everyone was good at it, but I thought she was quite good in that movie. Yeah. I just think it's an inter- it's a tough year for sport actress. Is Alyssa Sutherland so not the demon for me that Evil Dead Rise? What? Alyssa Sutherland is it not Alyssa Sutherland? Wait, I think it is. Okay, okay. Alyssa Sutherland. That one. Right. Uh, that, that's what the one confused, who right? plays the that demon. Was, that was, that was <laughs> yeah, the one, yeah, yeah. yeah, that one. The one okay, who gets yeah, possessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's really good at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was a tough year. So you got Alyssa, the Heart of Blood Pipeline, and Karen Gillan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think Karen Gillan's really good. Of those, of like the main actress, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's probably the one that I really liked in it. Nice, okay. Um, but no, yeah, it's it, it's a tough year though for supporting actress. Yeah, so no, there hasn't been a lot of standout. I've got um, Rachel McAdams from My Year Got to Meet Margaret, and mm-hmm. um, she is as brilliant in that film. Yeah, and um, Alyssa Sutherland from Evil Dead Rise, and I've got Viola Davis from Air because. <sighs> How can you not give Air a nomination? Oh, yeah, that's a good one too. She's really good in that. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking Air. I mean, come on. <laughs> fucking peak cinema. Are you happy to go Alyssa Sutherland? Yes. Yeah? Very happy. Sick. Okay, supporting actor. So my supporting actor, um, guess what film I really like? Um, <laughs> got Glenn Howerton, Blackberry. Yes. Got Matt Johnson, Blackberry. And um, I've got Bradley Cooper, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I have. Yeah. Glenn Howison, yeah, Blackberry, Dave Bautista, not the cabin. See, I put him in actor. <laughs> you put him in actor. Yeah, exactly. I would say he's supporting. To me, to me, to me, I me think he's, he is the film. I think the couple of the actors, the main yeah. couple. See, I, I would say he's supporting. I can get that. I, mm. I put him actor because I think he is the film. Mm. I think I he is mean, the yeah. main character yeah. of the film. I know what you mean. Um, agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> we still, we still love him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and Scott Atkins. John from John McClane. Yeah. I love that pick. Because he's so silly. I love that he's pick. He's so goofy. I love him. For me, I've got Bradley Cooper. Um, I think you can't not acknowledge uh, his voice performance. He's fucking he, incredible. To me, is the best yeah. performer in the film. Yeah. And is the emotional core of the film. In some ways, I'd argue he's best actor. In some sure. ways, because he's, he's such a major part. Yeah, but in he's some also, ways, Rocket's the main character. In that, okay, yeah, if he's the main character, then Batista's the main character. Because yeah. it's not like Rocket's in the film the most. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of one without the other. Fuck. Um, and then Matt, Matt Johnson, I think, is mm. arguably the funniest character in Blackberry. Could have gone for any one from Blackberry, to be honest. Matt, you know what? You know what's really impressive about yeah, Blackberry yeah. is how it's able to blend the comedy exactly. that with it's the drama. Like it's actually like a funny movie. No, like, no, 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 <laughs> I went in going like mostly I watched it because I oh, trailer looks fun and it's got a YouTuber I like in it. Yeah. Oh, cool. The YouTuber. Um, ProZD, he's the fucking... He was in Summer Games Fest. He was one of the adverts for Summer Games Fest. The Marvel Snap advert. Oh, okay. He played um, one of the guys in Blackberry. The, I don't remember what his character was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know it helped, yeah. Uh, but I like him and he was in the film, so I was like, oh, I'll watch it. 
And Matt Johnson was really funny, and um, Glenn Howerton, obviously, yeah. is fuck, that is a fucking He's incredible. Yeah, he should, I, I he watched, should be in the actual genuine Oscar conversation. I best that be. I know, I, I watched... Because yeah, I, I really like Matt Johnson yeah. as a director. He's fantastic. Um, so that's why I was... That was like... Yeah, it was yeah. funny, because it was like... Because when I saw, oh, like... Um, Glenn Howerton did a Blackberry movie. I was like, oh, cool, I'll watch it. I didn't know that Bat Johnson was directing yeah, yeah. it. And then I saw that and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, because yeah. he's great. Like, the deities and Operation Avalanche and uh, Nirvana, the band of the show. Like, all of those things he's done are fantastic. Yeah. They're really, like, fun. Like, they're really just well made movies. Yeah. And, like, no, he's he's great. And this is, like, probably his most, like, mainstream yeah, like, yeah. film. But, like, it's fantastic. No, like, it still feels very much like a Matt Johnson. No, film. I absolutely love it. Um, as you will see as we keep going. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd go Glenn Howerton. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. fucking outstanding. Okay. Yeah, Glenn Howerton wins supporting actor so far. Let's go. And could potentially win supporting actor. He best add. Um, unless the, there's, you know, you know the, yeah. unless someone is better. Yeah. Which I don't. I'll be surprised. Yeah. Actress. Arguably the hardest. <sighs> Actress was tough. Um, I've gone for Abby Ryder Fortson for my There Goes Me Margaret. She's fantastic in it. Okay. Um, part of the film. I've gone Ever Anderson from Peter Pan and Wendy. Okay. Because I thought with a weak screenplay mm-hmm. and a generally weak film, she stood out to me the most. Okay. It's between her and Halle Bailey, but Halle Bailey to me, I I think her performance is slightly weaker yes. because I think she's fucked over a lot by the direction of the film. I know what you mean. While Ever Anderson for me we love a consistent queen um, and she I think she's really great in the role um, and then I've gone Vivian Opera I hope I'm saying that right from Riley yes I have her too yeah in mind she is really good in that movie just again like both of the actors are so charming yeah yeah, yeah no, absolutely just, yeah. It, is, um, it is the most charming thing you could <laughs> ever watch uh, Sydney Sweeney in reality I haven't seen that yet she's very good in reality yeah yeah, um, yeah. That's a really, really good movie. Uh, it's basically like... I mean, it is kind of... Because it basically... The whole thing is word for word audio. Trans- it's yeah. basically the audio, like word for word of the um, of reality winner. Okay. And like, hey, sort of interaction with the FBI. Yeah. And so it is... And it's like... So it is kind of word for word. And it is kind of... She's just kind of mimicking. But she's yeah. really good in it. Yeah. She's really good. And uh, yeah, so Riley. And, and last but not least, The Bear. From Cocaine Bear. <laughs> You've gone for the bear from Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, why? Why? Because Cocaine Bear. Not a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a great movie. But that bear steals the show. I don't know its gender. So you're assuming it's a girl. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it's a girl. So that you can fit it in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, but like, I don't know. I think what I like about the movie, about Cocaine Bear, is I do think, one thing I will give it, is I think the bear... <laughs> yeah. Shut up! Shut up! Same with me, yeah. I think what I like about it is I think the bear has a lot of personality. Yeah. And it sounds silly, but I think yeah, yeah, the yeah. film does a really good job of... In, even at its weakest point, and I can see you smiling, I can see you laughing. <laughs> <laughs> what I would say to you is, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I think they do a good job, assuming it's a girl, which, mm-hmm. I'm, going, which I'm going to assume it is, for the purposes of this, of this discussion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah no I think the bear from Cocaine Bear is one of the best actresses of the year and Megan 
too. The doll oh, from Megan. Oh yeah, no, just Megan. It's been it's been a great year for um the girls. CGI blobs. For CGI blobs <laughs> that um are women. <laughs> um, you know what? That's a choice. Mm-hmm. That's a choice. And I stand by it. That's a. I stand by that choice. You know what? Respect. Exactly. That's what I want. <laughs> Respect. Uh, Vivian Opera, then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not the bear, but maybe an actor. So yeah. I've gone Jay Bruchel, Blackberry. Very good choice. Obviously. Very good choice. Um, Dave Batista, Knock of the Carbon, because he is the fucking main star of that movie, you twat. <laughs> uh, and then I've wow. gone, <laughs> I've gone for a fun pick. Huh? I've gone for Chris Pine from Dungeons Dragons. Oh, okay. Which I, 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 that film is, warms on me every mm-hmm. day, more and more. It, it, it's fine. Because it's really fun. It's fine. And you just don't understand what fun is. It's fine. You hate the idea it's of fun. It's fine. <laughs> you, you just fucking can't stand the idea of fun. <laughs> um, okay. Mine. Yeah. Matt Damon in here. Okay. I okay. think he, That's fun. I think he's like a lot better than I expected he would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he... I don't know what it is because he's not doing anything crazy. Yeah. I just think he's really watchable in that movie. Like, yeah, like just really, it. like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and like, I don't know, I just think he's really good at it. Okay. I think it's one of his better performances. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, no, that, well, that was my fourth place. I know, uh, I know yeah. some people go, like, who is one knows, but I just think he's incredible. No, it, I, think, yeah, I think I think he's, he's a real, it's a really interesting performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, like, I really, really am enjoy- I really enjoyed them in that. Yeah. And the last one, a bit controversial. Okay. Because I know how people feel about this guy. Okay. Keanu Reeves. In John Wick Chapter Four. Really? Yeah. I don't know if he's my best best. Yeah, yeah. But I really like what he's doing in that. And okay. I think, can I think what it is, right? I know, I know people don't like his acting, but I really do think like he's made that character into his own. Sure. And I think what I really, I just, I just really love like that last hour, and I think yeah, a lot yeah, of it yeah. is because, because again, with 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 Keanu Reeves, it's not necessarily about the dialogue. Yeah. It's how he presents himself. Yeah, 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 and how he and if it's what I love about, I just think he the way he commands that character is just fucking brilliant. Okay. And I think he's it's such an incredible performance that I think a lot of people don't give enough credit for. It's a very good physical performance. That's what it's I mean. It's like because people don't give it credit because the dialogue or whatever. He's not the best yeah. actor in the world, but I think for John Wick, he's fucking perfect. And yeah, I think that's fair. The final acts, I think he's fantastic in. Like, gen- and I will defend that to the grave. I think he's fantastic in that. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. You know what? That's fair. Mm-hmm. I, I respect that. Um, yeah. So I've gone Chris Pine because I think that is the best movie star performance mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Potentially the best movie star performance of the 2020 so far. If I'm really throwing it out without thinking about any Daniel of the movie Daniel Kaluuya, nope. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely Chris Pine. Because he's char- I, I just think that the charisma on display. I'd say Tom Cruise and Tom Maverick's probably better. Yeah, that's fair. I think he's better. That's fair. If we're thinking exclusively movie yeah, star, yeah, no, I'm thinking like blockbuster, like okay, like not like so it's just like Robert Pattinson and the Batman wouldn't count. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I'm talking like you know, what I mean like mainstream blockbuster. There's a specific Chris Pine in D and D is doing for me exactly what someone like Chris Hemsworth's trying to do in Thor: Love and Thunder. Where it's a role that is the definition of watchable, of entertaining, of actually funny, charming. Yeah. Your wife's going to go back and masturbate to him. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that level of movie star. 
yeah. action star. Yeah. Uh, like that that to me is what Chris Pine yeah. is doing in this film to a to a really high degree. And I think he is potentially the most underrated performance of the year so far. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know Stop looking at me like that because you hate fun. I don't know. I do, I do like fun. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just would never talk that passionately about Dungeons and Dragons or Among Thieves. I liked it. I, I genuinely liked it. No, it's not, it's not a bad I film. Think, it's, think, it's fun. I think Chris Pine in that film is genuinely great. Yeah, he's Also, we're only, two, we're only three fucking years into the 2020s. So there's a whole lot of other things going on. No, but 2020 didn't exist. But, but <laughs> But there's people I'd put over Chris Pine. Top Gun Maverick, I think, is a good, is a good shout. Yeah. What nope. else? That's not that's not a mainstream blockbuster, though, is it? It kind of is. I, would, I wouldn't call Daniel Kaluuya in that a mainstream blockbuster action movie star. Yeah, I guess not. Shut up. Okay, <laughs> I'm afraid you're horror propaganda. <laughs> uh, right, okay, we, we need to settle this. Um, who is your number one pick? My number one pick, yeah, the best yeah, actor, yeah. I think I'd go Walking Phoenix. Okay, I'd go me personally. Jay Baruchel. So He's very good in that. Now what do we do? Uh, <laughs> they both have white hair. Do we rock, paper, scissors? Yes. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On shoot? Uh, yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, you win. Right. Yes, he did scissors. I did paper. Fuck yeah. Okay, so Jack Joaquin Phoenix is our actor winner. That's yes. that's fair. That's fair. I yes. can I can get behind that. He was my fourth. He was my fourth. Mm-hmm. I replaced him with Chris Pratt. Fuck it up. Okay, uh, director, director. Okay. Um, I have gone Chad Stolhetsky from John Wick Four, Chapter mm-hmm. Four. Uh, I've gone Rain Allen Miller from Rye, for Rye Lane. And Ari Aster for Bo is Afraid. I'm because I can like pretentious things too. I have gone for uh, Chad Stralinski. Yeah. John Wick. Uh, James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, you fucking blockbuster cocksucker. <laughs> and M. Night Shyamalan for Knock at the Cabin. Really? Yeah. My fourth would have been Kyla Ball for Skinner Marink Ball. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Interesting picks. Interesting. Um, wrong <laughs> you're like wrong but interesting no I, I like all of those picks um, James Gunn I can get behind absolutely I think it was with James Gunn it's just he's very you know he's very like again it's a very distinct yeah, yeah, yeah. thing you know what I mean like it's a very yeah. distinct James Gunn movie yeah. so it is a blockbuster but it's a James Gunn blockbuster and okay. then it's a big part of why it's best directed because you can tell by watching that film it's a yeah, James Gunn yeah. movie See, I've gone. I've I've mostly gone for what I think are the most interesting visions of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, Riley would have so Riley one hundred percent been up. There. Yeah, I mean that that's reinventing mm-hmm. the rom com. Yeah, that is one of the best British films we've had in who knows mm-hmm. how long. Um, and Ari Aster for me, Bo is afraid is such a fucking unique vision. Yeah, it's a very confident, inter- yeah, interesting, yeah. confident vision. Yeah. To me, Ari Aster, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from someone who has a lot of problems with those afraid. You also are incredibly afraid of having blockbusters in your top three because you think people will see you <laughs> fake. So No, genuinely. <laughs> um, I wouldn't put God, I wouldn't put James Gunn, top three. Well, I mean that's yeah, I mean, you know, you have Dungeons and Dragons on about I did consider. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Another one would be the Spider-Verse directors. Yeah. That is a genuine... Do you remember their names, though? There's like five of them. <laughs> like, like, fuck, I'm going to write that in a notes document. 
Okay, oh uh, imagine they, they get nominated the Oscars and they're, they're fucking like uh, they're, they're doing the best director and it's like you know you, got, you know how they have like the different mm. fucking um, like they have the reactions of the different directors they put like camera on them they yeah. have to just put like this fucking wide lens on like 50 people <laughs> <laughs> alright and then um, best, so wait we haven't chosen a winner it's Chad in it yeah yeah, yeah 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 alright picture finally so I have gone John Wick 4 chapter 4 the fourth one mm-hmm. Blackberry Mm-hmm. It's a fucking stellar film. And Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And you said I don't fucking vibe with blockbusters. <laughs> so close to Dungeons and Dragons. You changed that as I said that. <laughs> it was originally like fucking air. You proved me wrong. It was air. No, um, Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse. Though I... Oh, fucking hell. I'm, I'm ruining myself here. I, I have slightly more problems with it. I, it's, it's growing off me slightly. Okay. I watched it again. Like I went to see it again. And... I have slightly more problems with it than I did the first time around, but mm-hmm. I still think as a feat of filmmaking, it is miles ahead of anything else we've gotten this year. Yeah. Aside from That's John Wick Chapter 4 That's fair. And, and Blackberry. Yeah. Peak filmmaking. My picks. Right, what shy is this going to be? John Wick Chapter 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys of the Galaxy. Cocksucker. Let's get him a ring. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's a good counterpoint. There we go. Yeah, counterpoint. <laughs> Fuck you. Spin it, Skinnering. Spin it, Skinnering. That's the Spider-Man version. <laughs> Spin I love that Spider-Man variant. I would love Spinnering. Did he do that? It's like a dancer movie. <laughs> so uh, okay, that's fair. Why am um, Skinnering? Uh, because I think it's an incredibly experimental film. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. for the debut. Experimental um, films are really a really good way to say. I, I tell people I like this. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Look. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Shut up! Um, no, yeah. no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, it's fair. just I just love it. It's yeah, a film I've yeah, never yeah. stopped thinking about ever since I watched it, and like, yeah, I was like yeah, yeah. shitting my pants while watching it. That's fair. Because I see like a see, corner. <laughs> I see like a corner of a room, and I'm like, what? Like, I get so scared. Well, you don't get like that seeing a covered door after seeing the boogeyman. <laughs> I see like an open door and I start shitting profusely. Where the fuck is the boogeyman in this list, to be fair? Like, 94. I don't know. Um, Blackberry. Yeah. Point made. Great, great film. Great film. No Blackberry? No space for a bit of Blackberry? Blackberry's a you see, it's a four and a half for me. That's fucking, five. That's fair. Um, I give it a four. I just hate cinema a bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> see, see, for me, John Wick, John Wick chapter four, Guardians three, and Skinner Brick are my top three in my twenty twenty three list. So for the best picture, I just did that. These are my top three. <laughs> yeah, so just pick the top that's three. Of thinking. Um, John, John Wick chapter four though is my number one. Yeah, it's my number because, one. Because I mean, that final hour fi- goes so hard. That final hour was one of the greatest of like all yeah. time. You know, my, you know, I was ringing my mum, and my I, my mum just watched John Wick Chapter Four. First of all, she said she had to watch it in two bits. She had to stop it halfway through, and I was like, "Okay, go fuck yourself." And, and I, and I, mom. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, what did you think?" And she said, "It was pretty good." I was through the fucking phone. If you come out of that film not called to get a masterpiece, yeah, no, literally, you need to. No, have I was like, "What did you think about the fucking over-the-top sequences?" She was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that was that was all right." And I was like, "What?" But she'll watch like Marvel. Yeah, she, her favorite film's Thor Ragnarok. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm no, saying, I love you, mum. I love you too, Tom Swartz's mum. That's weird. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so, John Wick Four. Yeah. 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 Best picture. Yeah. Right, six. So, to recap, the best screenplay of the year so far. 
we've given to Rye Lane. Yes. Supporting actress is Alyssa Sutherland. Yes. Evil Dead Rise. I mean, Aaron has no idea who the fuck she is, but you know. <laughs> uh, supporting actor, we've gone Glenn Howerton in Blackberry. Yeah. Actress, we've gone Vivian Opera in Rye Lane. Yep. Actor, we've gone Joaquin Phoenix yep. in Bo's Afraid. He went through very fair means. Director, we've gone Chad Tuluskuskuskuk, <laughs> uh, John Wick 4. And picture, yeah. we've gone with John Wick 4. Yeah, that's a good list. That's a good list. That's a very good list. That's a very good list. I like that. Uh, well done, us. Let's go. I'm curious now, though. How is that going to change when we get to the end of the year? Imagine it doesn't change at all. It's, it's 2023. Fucking hell. 2023 just a shit. That would be fucking bleak. If any of those stay the same, yeah. it's a rough year. Okay, maybe supporting after. Supporting after, I'm like, okay, fair. Supporting one, yeah, maybe. Then, John Wick, if John Wick 4 was my best film of the year, like at the end of the year. I'd be disappointed. I would be disappointed. Mm. Because, yeah, yeah no, there, there are improvements. I feel like, I think in my opinion, if you... If your film of the year comes before June... Okay, well, don't fucking come for me like that. Everything I roll at once last year. Oh, wait, yeah, I forgot. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, if you're, you're dumb... <laughs> if you're dumb and your film comes out... See, what see, was yours? Nope. Nope came out in fucking, like, July. July. What yeah, the so fuck are you on? That is, why I, that is why I didn't say July, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you see? What, what day did, what day did uh, fucking Nope come out? You, you know the date. July 27th. If your film of the year came out before J- July 21st, <laughs> you're a fucking loser. <laughs> Look, but, that, but that's like over a year yeah, into yeah. the... That's like, it's over like half of the year. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> January okay, doesn't well, count. Okay, okay, well, okay. If your top five then yeah. comes in the first half of the year. No, yeah, fair enough then. That, that's a rough that's, year. Yeah, that, that's nerdy. Yeah, top three maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta have at least one yeah, film. Yeah, I mean, also, but, you know, keep in mind, you're seeing your film of the year next year. Not next year, sorry, next week. The Flash. Oh, God, yeah. That, that's the, it's the best superhero film. I, I literally am counting, I'm counting the hours. I'm counting the hours. God, I can't Until wait. I see whoever the fuck is in that film. Yeah. The cameos. Everyone, everyone's in it. Oh, fucking. I'm in it. <laughs> everyone's in it. <laughs> fucking watching my grandma just pops up on screen. She's like, what? In a Flash costume. <laughs> But anyway, if you enjoyed and you agree with our takes, like. If you don't agree with our takes, die. Yeah. But also like. Make sure you like. Like first. <laughs> Follow us on Letterbox. Um, do you have pinned lists on your letter? Do you know that's the thing? Pinned list. I do. How hype is that? I have pinned reviews. I don't know if I have pinned list. Pin, you can go on my profile on Letterbox and you can find my 2023 list. It's a pinned list. You can go there and think, fucking hell, this guy's too much time. Or you cannot be a loser like me and not have pin lists. What the fuck? <laughs> you pay 50 quid for Letterbox Patreon and you're about to sit here Did, and say... So do you! Yeah, but so do you! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> and you're about to sit here and say, yeah, only losers... Well, at least I don't do pin lists. I just change the walk, posters. Okay, if I walked into a bar, walked up to a lady and said, hi, I pay 50 quid a year for Letterbox Patreon. She'd throw a drink at me. <laughs> no, she'd be like, you want head? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, good, good talk. Good, uh, <laughs> good talk. See, see you in six months to do um, Oscars, the actual yeah. ones. They should let us choose the Oscars. They should. I, I, I would, and, and all of the winners would be decided on rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> we just, yeah, we just come with the top two and go, uh, fucking figure it out. Fucking rock, paper, scissors. Chris Pine would be in every category. <laughs> Chris Pine. 
<laughs> Chris Pye for best sound. <laughs> if I don't fucking... I need, I need to buy myself a DVD of Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Mm. You'll be That's the a, only person who's bought it, probably. It's such a good fucking... That made a it's profit. It's fine. It made a profit. Mm. Probably. Did it? I didn't check. Yeah. I think it, it made over its budget. Yeah. But then, like, marketing exists. Like, to be fair, it, it didn't fucking market, did it? So, I'm yeah. sure it's fine. Um, go and see The Flash. <laughs> or don't. Don't actually. That's feel like the better idea. Don't see the flash. Um, you do. Go that should see, be the last thing you do. Go and see Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Let's get this GI Joe movie made. Let's fund it. <laughs> Let's fund it ourselves. Bootstrap <laughs> it. Let's go. Can I be GI and you be Joe? <laughs> yeah, go on. No, you be the Cobra Commander. Mm. You, you'd make a sick Cobra Commander. <laughs> what I? Yeah. What I really? What does he do? He just like fucking command some cobras. That'd be sick as fuck. Yeah, I could see. I was bored to play that. You pick up a snake, fucking child. That's snake. That'd be sick as fuck. You're basically cobra commander. Yeah, exactly. Anyone who has a snake is basically cobra commander. He's a snake man. Yeah, he's like the scorpion king, but like for snakes. Remember scorpion king? I I I wish I didn't. Bye. Have a good one. (laughs) See you next time.